Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. Today, we've got part one of our conversation with Anthony Tolliver, an NBA veteran player who's currently one of the top free agent shooters available. Let's get to it. Anthony Tolliver's road to the NBA was a long and winding one, with stints in Des Moines, Iowa, Bremerhaven, Germany, Austin, Texas, Istanbul, Turkey, and Boise, Idaho. And though he's played in the NBA for over a decade, Tolliver benefited from the foundational lessons he learned from his longtime youth basketball coach, which I'm excited for you to hear in part one of our conversation. I am just so thrilled to have Anthony Tolliver join me today. Anthony, thank you so much for joining me on Winning Is Not Everything. No problem. Thanks for having me. So, Anthony, I, I had the pleasure of just meeting you through our church, Sanctuary Covenant Church in North Minneapolis. And I just always admired how humble and how down to earth you were, you know, at church and just interacting with other people. But one of the things I wanted to start with is just kind of going back a little bit, back to when you were a kid growing up. What's your favorite childhood sports-related memory? Favorite childhood sports memory is definitely almost all tied to Michael Jordan, tied to the Chicago Bulls of the 90s. You know, just watching him, watching their dominance, watching everybody, watching the, the team aspect of it. And I know Jordan got all of the attention, but, you know, watching Scottie Pippen, you know, watching uh, Dennis Rodman, watching Luke Longley, you know, I got to know all the different pieces, Scott Williams and Horace Grant and Cliff Livingston, uh, you know, and all this different, all these different guys that no one really paid too much attention to, but I, I noticed them all. And, um, you know, just growing up, just being able to really, you know, just watch what it takes to be great and watch how how hard they worked and how much they worked together was really impactful on me and sports and and kind of it helped to shape the type of player that I became later on in, in life. Well, as a natural follow-up to that, what was one of your big takeaways from watching The Last Dance? One of my biggest takeaways is that Jordan is actually a little bit more likable than I thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> I originally just, I, I always kind of viewed him as obviously, you know, alpha, greatest of all time, all this different stuff. But I never viewed him as like likable when it came to even being a teammate or even, I mean, to be completely blunt, a, a person. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I did I did get a chance to play for the Bobcats and he was the owner and got a chance to be around him a little bit. So I can't really say like, oh, I was around him enough to like really get to know him. But it was like... You know, I just always kind of put him in a different box because it was Michael Jordan. (laughs) Um, But after watching that, there was just so much about that kind of humanized him and Mm. kind of brought him down to a a normal level. And it made me like him more, Um, Mm. even through the competitiveness and everything else. I still it still made me like him more than I did before. Anthony, which coach encouraged and inspired you most when you were younger? When I was younger, I would say the coach that inspired me the most, encouraged me the most, was probably Barry Laurie. He was our AAU coach. I would say, you know, he's a huge piece of the puzzle when it comes to the player that Anthony Tolliver has become. You know, he was kind of there at the foundation. 
build a lot of the, the foundation. And as we all know, building something on your foundation, that's the most important part of anything. If it's a house or if it's a, a faith or whatever, if you don't have a foundation, everything else is going to fall apart at some point. So, you know, having a, a, a really, really good fundamental coach who really showed us all of the details of the game at a young age um, really helped me to grow um, into the player I've become because of the foundation has always been there. So I would say Barry Laurie. Barry Laurie is, you know, kind of the most influential. As I got a little older to high school, there's a coach. He's he's uh, he's passed away now, but his name was Bill Hogue, freshman coach. And all, you know, all my coaches from high school, Bill Hogue, Denny Hunt and um, Coach Roy Green all had an impact on you know my development. But uh, Bill Hogue, definitely uh, more than any of the other coaches, I would say, from high school, just kind of showed, you know, the, the importance of hard work and how that hard work and dedication translates into to wins and success in, on the court. With Coach Barry, what age did he coach you? So I started playing with his team around second grade. Mm, wow maybe even first i mean yeah. and we went all the way through all the way through high school so we had the same team his son was my age we grew up together still yes. one of my great friends today we all were on the same high school team and everything so what we, was that enduring lesson from coach barry that really even now as a longtime nba player that's kind of stuck with you all this time well one of the things that he preached and one of the things that he always would do was just be consistent and that's consistent in your work consistent in what you bring to the table as a player if you aren't consistent in what you are able to bring it's really hard for a coach to get confidence in you if they know exactly what they're getting from you then a lot of times a coach will say i know he's not the most athletic he's not the fastest but i know if he goes in the game he's going to play defense he's going to rebound he's going to do this he's going to do that i can i have a space for that you know as a coach if it's an unpredictable situation, you don't know what you're going to get out of that person. They might throw you in, but that confidence level is going to be pretty low for your coach. So that was something that, you know, we did often. We practiced often. We practiced consistently and we practiced really hard. And so it just it kind of like I said, it kind of helped build my foundation of, you know, using basketball and, and growing in the game of basketball. What was the most valuable lesson you learned through a challenge or defeat when you were younger? So we lost, it was, uh, I want to say in fifth grade, we went to nationals and we lost in the semifinals. We, we really felt like we had a chance to win the championship. And this was AAU nationals. Like this mm-hmm. was, you win, you, you have the chance to be the best team in the country at your age. I mean, that's a really big deal. We got all the way to the semifinals and um, we lost. And it was one of those things that from there, obviously we're in fifth grade, so we're thinking pretty highly of ourselves. And I think the next year is when a lot of other teams and a lot of other players started hitting puberty, <laughs> where you know our best player at that time had already hit puberty and he was just kind of dominating. He's averaging probably 30 a game. And so everybody else started catching up. So I think that like early third through fifth grade, we we dominated pretty much everybody we played. Then we hit middle school and everybody else started catching up. And it made me realize that we're really not that good. Like we're good, but we're really not that good. And, you know, if we if we just base our work ethic on our local tournaments and local people that we play against, we're going to think we're the best players in the country. 
But if we compare it to the people we go play against in these national tournaments, those are the people we're, we're chasing because we're not better than them now. So we're not chasing the guy down the street or the guy at the school around the corner. I mean, frankly, we're past those guys, right? So our work ethic has to reflect we're catching people in other, you know, I'm talking in middle school, I remember playing against Chris Paul, LeBron James, like all these different guys. Now, of course, they weren't household names. There were just these guys that we couldn't stop, right? And we're like, what the heck? Like, you know, our, our best player, our, our point guard was really, really good. He was our best player. And he was getting smoked by Chris Paul, who was half his size. And we were like, what the heck? Like, but it kept him hungry, right? Yeah. And so, you know, growing up, in order to get a full spectrum and get the full potential out of any player, at any sport, you have to be exposed. Mm. Um, you have to be exposed to not only your local tournaments and even your state tournaments, but go go across the country and play against the best of the best of your age and see how you stack up. If yeah. you go across the, st- the country and you play against everybody and you kill everybody, maybe you are that good. I don't know. You know, <laughs> I can't I can't say. But for us, it was a wake up call. It was it was, hey, yeah. if we don't keep working, if we don't work even harder, there's no way we're going to be able to compete at the level we want to later in life. Anthony, what's one thing you would tell your 8, 12, or 16-year-old self? My 16-year-old self, I would say slow down. Stop driving so fast. Um, <laughs> you know, 8 and 12, that was definitely some interesting times for me. I, I was I, I changed elementaries a couple different times and and everything else. We never moved houses, but it was my mom was a teacher. She lived we we lived on the south side. She taught on the north side. So early I would go to school on the north side. So the first three years of elementary, you know, I was on in schools over there. Once I got a little older and basically able to stay at home for a little bit of time by myself is whenever I got, you know, went over to the south side. It actually for me, you know, looking back, I'm like, it was I wouldn't trade it. Right. Like just that perspective. The north side was more, you know, whole like I don't call it underprivileged or whatever, because we weren't really privileged. Like we just happened to live in a nice neighborhood or a nice area, but we didn't have any money. <laughs> you know, it was like we, we my mom was smart enough to buy in an area early and we got into a nice area. Um, but we we definitely didn't have any money. But uh, it, it really kind of helped. Make, make me a well-rounded person. And so I would just say, you know, as an eight and 12 year old, I would say I didn't really like the fact that I was bouncing around the schools at that time. So I would just say, keep going, like, just keep, keep working. Don't worry about it. You're going to meet a bunch of people. It's going to be awesome. You know, it's going to work out for you. And then, like I said, 16, there's not a lot, man. Honestly, like I look back, I don't, there's not a lot. I would say, honestly, okay, actually, now I think about it. I would say to my 16 year old self, cherish every single second you have with your mom. Because when I was 16, I didn't know it at that time, but I only had seven more years with my mom. And so I would say as 16 year old, I would say, hey, like every moment you have, every time you get with your mom, like don't don't take it for granted. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can get part two of my convo with Anthony Tolliver when it comes out next Tuesday. And if you have any questions for me, go to my website, seankjensen.com, and visit the contact page where you can email me or even leave me a voice recording. 
Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you next time. 